0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Take 3 podcast. My name is Alex, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Brandon. In this episode, we're going to break down game two of the NBA finals between the Bucks and the Suns. It was another Suns W in Phoenix with a 118-108 to 108 win. I'm just going to go ahead and toss it over to Brandon right off the bat. What were your initial thoughts watching this game, and how much trouble are the Bucks really in?
1: Um, the Bucs are, I mean, just to answer that off the rip, the Bucs are in a hell of a lot of trouble. Um, obviously going down two. Oh, I know people say, blah, blah, blah. The series, what the series never starts until the home team loses a game or something. Like we're not going to go with that shit. Like they're in real trouble. Um, Giannis was outstanding considering, um, whatever knee injury seemed to be bothered by it when he went down a couple times in the game, went to the bench. But I mean, I, I liked the Bucks early the Bucks' defense, they definitely – Coach Bud for once in his lifetime made some type of adjustment. They were playing a lot more aggressively on defense early and kind of forcing the Suns' hand. And it really just – but it never felt like this was going to work, right? It felt like this is going to slow down the Suns for a period of time. And it just felt like the Suns were missing shots. They were missing a lot of shots. I think Devin Booker started one of six, one of seven. And then DeAndre Aiden didn't give him much tonight. So it just like – it was – They slowed them down. I like the adjustment, but, I mean, when you look at it at the end of the day, uh, when you have Giannis who does this thing and gives you 42 and 12, and then you got two Olympians, two two Team USA Olympians that are alongside of him that shoot a combined 32%. It's like you kind of need more, right? They brought these guys in. Middleton's maxed out, and they went out and got Drew Holiday for for runs like this, for series like this. And – uh, they didn't show up. That's point blank. I mean, Pat Connaughton, if Pat Connaughton's your second guy in the NBA finals, you're in a hell of a lot of trouble is all I'll say.
0: Yeah, I agree completely. Uh, the Bucks came out pretty good defensively. And clearly one of the adjustments was to have Drew Holiday be much more aggressive offensively, but it doesn't really work if you shoot seven of 21. Right. And then you get Chris Middleton shooting five of 16 and like the Bucks came out really aggressive defensively and then the Suns were just missing shots but they just feel like a team of destiny when they get bailed out by it (laughs) I think it's eight first-quarter threes. You got Cameron Payne making one, and then Mikhail Bridges is going off and Jay Crowder. So, basically, you're not getting much offense from Ayton, Booker, and Paul, your three big guys, but yet you still take a lead within that first quarter, and the Bucs are playing well. It, it kind of figures, like, the Bucs are just outclassed. They're just not good enough as a team. You get 42 from Giannis, and they still lose by 10. That's a big
1: margin in an NBA Finals game. Ten points is a lot. Yeah, it was um... – Yeah, it was just, I mean, it was kind of, I wouldn't say, I mean, it was kind of closer. I mean, at one point it was down to six down the stretch. So it was like closer. It was kind of what I expected, right? The whistle tightened up. I don't think the Suns were struggling to get to the line all night, if I'm not mistaken, I think. Yeah. They only shot 14, 14 free throws. The Bucks had 23. So you kind of saw that whistle margin that a lot of people had took issue with in game one. They, uh, they kind of brought that disparity closer. And Giannis was able to get to the line quite a bit. But, I mean, yeah, this this thing kind of – it hinges on – I mean, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday are going to have to show up Sunday night when they go back to Milwaukee. That's just point blank. Or we might not come back to the desert because, I mean, I think – obviously, game three is a must win if you go down three. But it really – it's in danger of game three is a must win because I think if they lose game three, they're not even going to win a game at home. Like I said, I said Suns in five in the first one of these after game one or prior to game one. But it's in danger where I think if they were to lose game three and these guys don't get it together in game three, where it doesn't even go back to the desert. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Giannis has got to be going back to the locker room tonight looking at those guys and say, I mean, come on. You guys are – especially Middleton, a guy that he arguably stayed in Milwaukee to be with, right? That's been his guy. He gave him praise through the Atlanta series – when he was showing up dumping in 23 in the third quarter and just doing his thing. So, I mean, it's time. It's weird that uh, just a weird spot. Giannis played so well considering coming off a hyperextended knee and to, I don't like to even use this phrase of not get any help, but he was kind of a, uh, he didn't really get any help alongside him.
0: No, it just seemed like the Bucs as a team didn't really play well. Like Giannis, Giannis was super aggressive. He had a historic third quarter scoring 20 points, and it just, like, wasn't really enough. Middleton and Holiday aren't really getting it done. And then Coach, I don't think Budenhoser is doing a good job coaching this series. He pulled – he took Drew Holiday out of the game with four minutes left in the second quarter when, like, the game's like, really in pivot at that point because they got outscored 30 to 16 in the second quarter. So those were like really important minutes. Drew picked up his second foul, not his third, and he pulled him for like two minutes, which I don't know. I thought that was a silly decision. Like if you got this far with these guys, you need to trust Drew Holiday, who's a veteran, one of the best defenders. Maybe your best defender. You need to trust him that he's going to play smart and not pick up a third foul. I That seems like poor coaching to me. And then their best – I still think their best lineup is Giannis at the five. So Giannis – P.J. Tucker, Middleton, Connaughton, and Drew. And he didn't bring out that lineup until, like, three minutes left in the second half. And then he didn't bring it out in the first half – or three minutes left in the first half, and then he didn't bring it out in the second half till like, towards the end. It seems like he didn't put that lineup on the floor till the Suns already built, like, a five- to ten-point lead.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's Coach Bud being Coach Bud. I can honestly sit here and think that he – Maybe never really, they've never really planned to use that lineup. Uh, I mean, it should have been a plan. It should have been in the cards, but that's the only thing I can think about is how many reps have they got with that lineup. But yeah, I mean, that's an obvious, especially when Connaughton shooting like that. Although I did like Rook Lopez's defense, he was kind of more active and being able to defend those pick and rolls better. But it was also help when Drew Holiday's going to fight through screens and uh, not leave him out the dry. But um, yeah, I mean, it just seems like they have a they just don't have the artillery. It just, it feels so weird. It feels, I mean, when bridges can toss in 27, Devin Booker, he went nuclear throughout the stretch firing in threes. And then, I mean, although Cam Johnson and Cameron Payne didn't give them a ton, it's like those guys can get you buckets at some point when you need them in a game down the stretch of a series, even if it didn't happen tonight, it just feels like um, they just, they don't have enough and they definitely don't have enough coaching.
0: Yeah, the coaching disparity is huge, and they just don't have enough offense. They missed DiVincenzo, but I don't think he's, like, that big of a difference to where the result is any different. Um Cam Johnson found a way to shoot 50% again. I know it's on a small clip, but he seems to do that every game. Last game it was three of six. This game is two of four. I'm just always impressed with them off the bench. But yeah, for the Suns, like they're just more talented. They're just a better team overall. Which is kind of weird to say, like heading into the season and maybe head, even during the playoffs, like I think if you were to ask somebody who would they take Giannis, Middleton, and Holiday or Booker, Ayton. And uh, Paul, I think the majority of the people would have said Giannis and the crew. But, like, it is more than just those three. The Suns are playing better as a team, but they're getting outplayed, like, almost in every facet with the exception of Giannis. And then they didn't even get a good offensive output from DeAndre Ayton, but he's still out there making a difference, 11 rebounds, getting some steals, getting some blocks. The defense has just been really impressive. And I really don't know how the Bucks make any adjustments at this point. I Giannis at the five more. I think their best hope is just – that Middleton and Hall, they shoot the ball better. Do you see any adjustments the Bucs could possibly make heading home?
1: No, I mean, I don't think they really – yeah, there is no adjustment. I mean, I think they made – the adjustments that they made on defense tonight were the adjustments that comes down to. Yeah, them two guys, they have to shoot at a better clip. And we know they can shoot at a better clip. We know what Chris Middleton can do. He gets slandered a lot. But, I mean, he can put it together. He's actually through this playoff run done quite a bit too. Uh, so I won't slander his name too bad, although he hasn't showed up. The, uh, the past two nights. But, yeah, we know what them guys can do. I mean, they're on Team USA. They're part of Team USA. And going back to Milwaukee Sunday night, they're going to have to uh, come out and show why they were part of that team and why, um, yeah, why, why Giannis stayed in Milwaukee and locked himself in there to be part of that crew for the next uh, four or five years.
0: Agreed. And this is kind of like – Getting swept is going to be really demoralizing, I feel like. Yeah, you come back, you learn from it, you grow as a team, but, like, this roster is kind of maxed out, like, salary cap-wise. You mentioned it earlier with Giannis getting the super max and they extend uh Middleton. They gave Holiday a big contract. So, it's like you don't really have a lot of room to, like – a lot of cap space and room to, like, flush this roster out unless you were to get rid of, like, Middleton or Holiday. But, like, I don't think you get a better play in return. I'd be very surprised. So, I don't – if – let's assume the Bucs get swept. I don't really know where they go, like, off season wise to get better. The Nets come back healthy. The Sixers retool. So, it's like the Bucs really have to take advantage of this. And we'll see what they're really made of. They – to credit the Bucs, they were down – they blew game one against Atlanta. Then they blew uh, the first game out with no Trey Young. They gave it up to just the uh, Hawks bench players. And then they were down 0-2 against the Nets. But the Nets had injuries. So, without barring any injuries like they have shown that they're a resilient team but i just don't see how the bucks bounce back and i don't see how they get back to this finals position in the future like this is a really big opportunity for them and it's just kind of going down in flames
1: yep i mean yeah just my just my yeah final look i guess if you're a bucks guy you just say the the thing i led this off with the, the series doesn't start till a team loses at home that's about the only thing i hear that so much but, uh, yeah, I mean, they don't really have nothing to do. I don't think you can even, yeah, if they get swept loose in five games, you can say, yeah, we were one Dante DiVincenzo away from uh, from winning a world championship, right? So it's like they're in a, they're in a weird spot. But, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see game three. As I always say, I've said it on here before, the uh, the role guys and the guys tend to come out a little bit fired up when they're at home, and the other guys, the road team shows up flat sometimes. So, I mean, there's more basketball to be played, right? This The Suns still have to – uh, win two more ball games because the, the Bucks aren't just going to give it to them. But uh, we'll see, man. We'll see Sunday night. Yeah, uh, who
0: do you have winning game three? I think the Bucks come out and defend home court and finally get a win. But I think games three and four are must-wins. Otherwise, it's over in five. And I believe Phoenix takes one of the Milwaukee games, if not both. But if I were to pick Milwaukee to win a game, it'd be next game.
1: Yeah, I think. Yeah, backs against the wall going back. Down two zero, game three. Yeah, I, I would. If I had to sit here right now, I'd say yeah, game three. Uh, Giannis does his thing. Middleton and Holiday contribute how they should, and they uh, yeah, I think they'll take game three if they were going to take a game. Yeah, it
0: looks like all signs are pointing towards the Phoenix Suns being uh, getting their first NBA championship, and good for them. And Chris Paul being in year sixteen, I am happy for Chris Paul watching him uh, with the Rockets, and then it was the Clippers just getting close and with on really great teams, never really getting it done. So I am happy for him. And this was like an interesting year for those old Clipper teams, those Chris Paul Clipper teams, because we saw the Doc River Sixers not work out. We saw Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan on the Nets not work out. And then it's kind of crazy that it's going to work out for Chris Paul if things keep going this way. I got a quick question for you. If the Suns win the championship, which we're assuming they are, who do you think is the MVP, Paul or Booker? Um,
1: ah, oh man, that's like weird. I think that's a hell of a tough one. It's like, I feel like they give it to CP. I feel like CP three would be favored just because of like, this is probably it, right? That's probably the, the only time he's going to make the NBA finals. But I think if I was sitting here right now, I'd probably give it to Devin Booker by like a slight notch just because of what he did tonight. Like what he did tonight kind of through two games kind of really pushed it, pushed it forward. Although, what CP3 did in game one was amazing, but I believe Booker Booker did his thing in game one, too. I think through two games tonight with Booker hitting those contested threes and really coming on down the stretch, I'd give him like a slight edge as of right now if I had like a finals MVP vote.
0: Yeah, I think I would give the slight edge to Booker. I think it's going to flip-flop between their Ws, whoever has like slightly bigger games to be honest. but. It's like the voters that vote, I wonder if they're just going to feel like sentimental for Chris Paul. He finally gets in. They just kind of give it to him or they're going to crown Devin Booker as the superstar he is. I mean, the finals feels like we had a 13-point win margin and a 10-point win margin. It feels so lopsided that we're debating finals MVPs instead of outcomes, which is kind of unfortunate, but it's just how it is. Uh, do you have any closing thoughts before we get out of here?
1: Um, No. I mean, we just got to sit back. We got to see – what uh what bucks roll guys show up game three on sunday night i mean it should be it should be interesting to watch what uh what they can do as they return home in front of that uh crowd i'm assuming that crowd will be going nuts because i mean that's the good thing about this series right we have two crowds that are starving for like a championship and you really you feel that intensity in both uh you, you at least felt it in phoenix and i assume the same will happen when we go to milwaukee but now that's it for me man i'm ready ready for sunday night ready to see what uh what we're going to come back with
0: Agreed. The fans are ready and uh, hopefully Milwaukee can uh, defend home court. So we can get a, re- we can get a, a better final series and gets a little more interesting, but I think that's it for us on today's show. That's going to do it. Thank you all for listening and we'll talk to y'all next episode.